it's certain people that are real life struggling out here. And y'all out here with $743 meals, man. That is that's some ball of stuff right now. Well, thank y'all for uh, tuning in. This is your boy, the Tech Messiah, a.k.a. Or I should say, formerly known as EC3 Savage. Uh, this week, I'm actually checking in by myself. Uh, if you guys follow us on Twitter, you know that uh, Marcus Sniffles is on the run somewhere. Um, actually, he went to a J. Cole concert, um, and he's probably kind of just resting afterwards. Uh, so shout out to him. Hopefully, next week, he'll be uh, back to kind of tell us how that goes. Uh, and hopefully, there's no goat slander when it comes to J. Cole. I'm not sure what's going on with uh, South Breeze. He didn't answer when I called him. And El Chapo's out like she is sometimes, but she'll be back soon. So it's just me today. It's just me, the savage one. So I got a couple topics that I kind of wanted to touch on uh, this week. Um, first, thank y'all for tuning in to KTSC Avenue. We're always a double-gated community where we talk live sports and a whole bunch of other stuff. We try to do it to the best of our ability. Uh, this is episode 72. Um, but overall, y'all know if y'all been rocking with us for a long time, you know, we're right around 500 episodes. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing this thing for right around five years. So uh, definitely thank you for tuning in. So to get this thing started this week, first of all, I feel good. And I hope you feel good too. And you want to know why? Because as El Chapa text in the group chat, I am richer than R. Kelly. Think about that for a second. All the hits, all the years, and I, AC3 Savage, am richer than R. Kelly. Um, as everybody knows, he's uh, on trial for various, very serious allegations to the point where I don't even like to bring his name up on the show, but I seen Twitter in a bit of an uproar about just that, like negative $2 million is your net worth. Now, if you don't understand net worth, that doesn't necessarily mean he's broke because I know one of the questions that I've seen is, well, how is he still able to afford his lawyers and his team and stuff like that? Now, he probably still has some cash, but the thing is he probably has a lot of debt. Uh, that's going to be on hold for now. And if he's locked up, of course, they have no way to, you know, to get the money from him or he could be hiding the money. Um, but yeah, definitely feel good. I feel like I got that Arab money being richer than R. Kelly. So um, definitely shout out to me. Shout out to everybody for balling harder than R. Kelly. The next thing that I kind of wanted to bring up um and this is more of like a more serious thing. Actually, you know what? Hold that thought. Before I get into that, another thing that I've seen on Twitter this week, there was a girl who had posted a picture, um, and basically she was she, she went out to a local Atlanta restaurant. I'm not sure what it's called, so correct me if I'm wrong. If you do know the name of the restaurant in Atlanta, just kind of hit us up and let us go. So um, she filmed this on TikTok. Essentially, and yes, that GA boy, I am solo tonight, working OT as always for the group. Um, so essentially what happened was uh, you have this girl that's in Atlanta uh, talking to cash money stuff, TikTok, got the gold flaked steaks and ordered a glass of Casamigos and ordered 
a single King Alaskan crab leg, just, just one. Um, what else did she have? She had like some desserts, I think like an ice cream sundae with like triple ice cream and a Snickers bar and just different stuff like that. So she was talking cash, money stuff like, oh, you know, make sure you get a man that can do this and make sure you get a man that can do that. You know how the women can sometimes be. The bill for all that was $743. That includes a $104, 18% of the steakhouse with the golden tomahawk. And that's what it was. It was a golden tomahawk, which if you guys, I don't know where your taste palates are. Tomahawk steaks are really good. They are really overpriced. Like You're really just paying for the aesthetic of it. It's essentially just a a ribeye or or a strip. I think it's just a ribeye, honestly. But she's talking all this big money stuff. And then I seen another girl say, hey, well, you know, I'm going to make sure when I come to Atlanta, I'm going to go to that restaurant too so I can stun on y'all and this and this and that. And then the girl was like, oh, well, he paid for all this. I ain't even give him none. And it's like, First of all, I, I know people are saying, oh, well, what they could have did, I could have felt, I could have, you know, bought food for a family of five and yada, yada, yada. So it's a couple of different caveats to that. First, you're paying for the experience. I understand that. The gold has no taste to it at all. Like I, I had some uh, Mamba Kobe 24 eight wings. They, they were like uh, 24 carat wings and it was eight of them. Um, then I had this a week ago, gold flaked everything. I'm like, okay, this is going to be something like different. This is going to be on another level. You know, I'm about to like experience some gold flaked chicken wings. Okay. So it is called steak market. Okay. I, I got you. I might have to visit that place. I ain't balling like that. That's more of a South breeze thing, but hopefully he hooks your boy up you know, on payday and I can uh, visit when I come to Atlanta on October 15th and I'll go to steak market. But these 24 karat gold eight count Mamba wings I had, right? So the price was $24.99 for eight wings, bone in, and they were decent. Like it's a black owned establishment. Of course, as you can tell by the name, shout out to Kobe, which is always cool. But it had no extra taste to it. They taste just like regular teriyaki rings. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I understand the experience standpoint, but it's like, man, come on, you know, don't be pump faking for the gram, you know, like let's keep it, let's keep it real here. We're not all balling to that level. And for the people who are, you know what I'm saying? Do you, and it's it's no issue if you're showing that type of stuff. But then again, it is because it's a lot of people that are struggling to purchase a pack of ramen. Uh, shout out to KJ who follows the podcast, who's a college student. And I understand your struggle, but it's certain people that are real life struggling out here. And y'all are here with $743 meals, man. That is that's some ball of stuff right there. But uh, And also the girl didn't even look all that. She was a little chubby. But you know, hey, we, we like what we like. You know, I ain't hating on the girl or nothing like that. So definitely check out the steak market. Um, so getting back to more of like a serious uh, topic. So what's been going on if you... I've been living under a rock or not on Twitter like we all are. 
Um, it's definitely been some stuff on the borders of the U.S. and Mexico border with um, Haitians trying to enter the country, which is, you know, uh, it's a couple things. At first, when I looked at Haiti and the DR, like they would be a lot closer to Florida. So I was like, why would somebody go to Mexico and then to Texas? But I've definitely seen uh, them boys riding on horses, whipping niggas. You know how they get down. You know how they do. And the one thing, I mean, it's a sad situation. Don't get me wrong. And shout out to all our Haitian brethren. Um, definitely, you know, if you're trying to enter this country, you know, I, I wish you the best, you know, because, I mean, as much as we as Af- as Native Americans or African Americans talk shit about the country, I wouldn't rather be, I would rather be here than anywhere else. As much persecution and stuff as we got going on, trust me, some other countries have got it a lot worse. So, uh, definitely shout out to them. But my thing is, why are you whipping Haitians on horses? I've seen horses biting black people. And it's just like, to me, this is something that these white folks have been waiting for for so long. Like just to be able to ride up on your stallions and Mustangs and whip black people again, whip them right into shape, whip them right out of our country. Shout out to America because you know how that goes. Uh, But it it actually has a bit of realism to it because I started to think, okay, well, what if I'm on the coast somewhere and, you know, I'm in my beach tire or whatever, you know, I'm not saying they swam up here, but, you know, who's to say that a white person can't ride by and whip me while I'm trying to get in my car, you know what I'm saying? And then say, oh, well, it's my bad. I didn't know he was American, so I shouldn't whip him. No, you shouldn't whip anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah, now, you know what? And I'll take this question. So King Quest, shout out to you for the question. So he said, I have a question with all the Black Lives Matter and protests for cop killings. Why there wasn't any Black Lives Matter mad about that? That's a tough question, to be honest with you. I know, to be honest with you, like, I want to say that may be more of an NAACP thing. Uh, Black Lives Matter, they kind of almost strictly go into like what happens with black Americans from what I've seen. So with these being black people still, but from a foreign country, I just don't think that that's like their flavor and what they decide to do. So they kind of, they you'll never see them really touch on that because in the same argument with NSARS or just so many other things that happen in Africa or Haiti or, uh, Guyana or any of these countries like that, you'll never see Black Lives Matter touch that. They really just focus on the police killings and things like that, which is unfortunate because as Black people, we should be a lot more united on the things that uh, go on in Black culture. But that's something over time that I've seen is there's a disconnect between us as Black Americans versus, and I don't want to say versus, but Black Americans, Haitians, Jamaicans, Africans, like it's, we all have a disconnect. Like if you follow their side of Twitter, and I'm going to speak about the NSARS, I know they were kind of complaining like, hey, you know, we supported y'all when y'all was going through police brutality. We're going through it here. Why don't you like retweet our stuff or protest for us? And I hate to say it, but it's almost as if we're still divided, if you understand what I mean. And 
we have a long way to go when it comes to that. I feel like the day that us as brothers all look at each other as one instead of, hey, well, I'm a black American, you're a Jamaican, so we have a different struggle. Uh, we don't. Like at the end of the day, these people, these overseers from other races, from, from other races, from other societies, they don't care about you know any of us that have dark skin. Like that's just how it is. If you know about like Asian culture, they shame the dark skinned Asian people and they hide a lot of information. Black Lives Matter has been real quiet about a lot of things. So like I said, I think they kind of just speak more towards like the police stuff. And then there's a lot of corruption that goes on in there too. Um, so I can't really deep dive because I'm like solo. If I had my boys in here in a little bit more time, I could definitely do in that where we kind of deep dive into some of the issues that we have with Black Lives Matter. And to be honest with you, that's why I don't really support them anymore. I mean, of course, I want to see my brothers live. I want to see my brothers treated fairly, but it's just been too many infiltrators when it comes to that. And I'm kind of on one accord with y'all. Like, I feel like if it's anything Black, we need to support each other. Like, whether it's our brothers in Africa, whether it's our brothers in Haiti, because at the end of the day, like I said, what's pre what's preventing white people from now saying, oh, well, you know, King Quest is a Haitian immigrant. I'm going to run up on him and whip him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like if, if you're not united on that front, you just you have to be on one accord at all times. Like you can't sit here and be like, oh, black Americans lives matter only and not Jamaicans. They're Jamaicans that are U.S. citizens. They're Black Americans now. They just know their heritage. And I think we do need to get to a point and have a real discussion with NAACP, with Black Lives Matter, with the United Negro College Funds, uh, with whatever Black leaders that we have to kind of just make sure that we're on one accord because then the people from Black Lives Matter come across as being phony because it's like, okay, well, Haitians are getting whipped. Where are y'all at? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all... Y'all ain't even busting a grape over that. Like, y'all don't even care. And like I said, at the end of the day, what they somebody can say I'm a Haitian. If I forget my ID at home, who's to say I won't get deported or detained or whipped or jailed or, you know, forced to run across water or live under the, a bridge or whatever? It's, it's madness when you think of it. And I really hate it because, I, you know, you, I just feel like in this war that we're going through, we need to be as united as possible and it shouldn't be a whole bunch of division between us. And that's going to be a conversation that we need to kind of have with, you know, our Africans, with our Jamaicans, with our Haitians, Dominican Republic and everything else. So I didn't want to really go too deep into that, but um, definitely y'all gave me some great questions. So I appreciate that. So what I'm going to talk about next, I'm going to go ahead and bring up sports a little bit. I was so shocked that Atlanta won today, but good job, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this is one thing that I learned today, finally. Like, I was on the timeline, and I was kind of looking around because, like, due to South Breeze, I am a Falcon fan. I'm a Jaguar first, you know, Duval for life. That's where I'm from. But because the city of Atlanta is so black, I always got to represent. Uh, got a lot of family member in Atlanta, members in Atlanta. Like, I, I love Atlanta. So I love the Falcons. I want to see them do well. Today, I finally understood the 
Matt Ryan issue. Like I, I really took myself back and I was reading the comments because as Atlanta Falcon fans, you guys know it's like it's damn near a civil war between the people, the old guard that want him to stay, Matt Ryan, and the people that feel as though we need another quarterback. So the one thing that I noticed today is realistically, I don't think it has anything to do with play per se, because you know what you're getting with Matt Ryan. Like he he's a good quarterback. He really is. Is he past his peak? I'm not 100% sure, but maybe. But the biggest thing that I noticed today is really it's the contract. Like if, if you can free up or get somebody that's a suitable replacement for him, that brings in an additional maybe, what, $30, 35000000 million a year that you can spend on a lot of other positions. Now, I know you, know, you want to be able to draft well and do things like that, but another issue with Atlanta is they, for the past few years, they don't really have the money to spend on talent, uh, the talent that they need to protect Matt Ryan, as well as the talent that they need to succeed defensively. So, um, I, I'm pulling for Atlanta. I was shocked that they won in a really sloppy game to me, but uh, definitely shout out to them. Um, my team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we slopped it up. It was terrible, man. Like, if people in Atlanta think it's tough being a Falcons fan, try being a Jaguar fan. Like, we suck. We're, we're like the worst team currently out. Like, we've lost 18 in a row. Uh, we hired a college coach. There's been turmoil behind the scenes with him. Um, we got Trevor Lawrence. He's trying to play hero ball. Just it's just it's a it's a wreck. Like, and it's so tough, man. Like, you know, you you want like I honestly think sometimes I'm like on Sundays, I used to go to work mad Sunday and Monday from a Jaguar game. Because we lost and we're pathetic. And then, you know, with Twitter, you're going to get the jokes and you got to mute stuff and this and that. It's just tough. The one thing that kind of aided me was I had to really look at it and say, hey, you know what? Don't let it bother you. You know, just it's just a game. Take a deep breath. So doing that, I've kind of chilled a little bit. But Atlanta fans, be happy that y'all at least have somewhat or have had a competent team since Matt Ryan has been there. Because I tell you, on the other side of the coin, it is tough. And, yes, the Jets do still exist. I think the Jaguars are worse than the Jets because we are, we are terrible. But, you know, we're, we're somewhere on the same plane. But it, it's very tough to be a Jaguar fan. It's very tough to be a Falcon fan as well. I'm just trying to make sure that y'all – you know, keep it respectful because I'd be seeing people going at it on the timeline. Like I'm talking about pull up where you at, you know, this, and this and that. I'm like, damn Atlanta. Like y'all niggas are serious about your sports. You know what I'm saying? But I like that about Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? A lot of heart goes into that and being a fan. Yes. We have been worse than Atlanta for ever. Like we had four years where we were great in the nineties and then it's like every 10 years we're okay, which is very, very tough. So sticking on the Atlanta topic, so I don't even know if we've talked about this before, but I kind of wanted to revisit um, Quavo's top five a little bit. So in case you did miss it, um, went on, I believe, Bleacher Report or something like that. 
uh, Quavo named out Migos, Gucci Mane, Two Chains, Future, Outcast. Yes, you know what? I wanted to hear. You know what? So before I do that, let's talk about this. So yes, yeah, South Breeze is probably the worst Atlanta fan that you'll find because I feel like he's so hurt and down by his team's performance that he he just kind of loves to troll Atlanta. Like honestly, we give a lot of flack to the resident Colt fan, aka Marcus. But the real troll is South Breeze. So, it, yeah, nine sacks for Justin Fields. Um, I seen Nick Foles on the sideline basically mouthing out that this offense is terrible. It is. Your offensive line is garbage. They have a few weapons. I don't know what's going on with the Bears. I didn't watch the game. I don't know if he was holding on to the ball too long or what, but nine sacks is terrible. But I will say this. In case you guys have forgotten, back in 2017, a player from Clemson by the name of Deshaun Watson had a debut game against Jacksonville when we were at Saxonville. Um, Now, of course, he came in in the second half, but in total, that team gave up eight sacks that game. So, you know, hey, they can still get it together and he can still be dynamic. So I would take the time to give Justin Fields his fair shake. I mean, it's always going to be terrible until you get an offensive line. As an Atlanta Falcon fan, you guys will know that. Like, I mean, Matt Ryan, if, if y'all had a decent offensive line, you have the weapons to be competent on offense. I wish you'd upgrade the running back a little bit, and the defense has been shaky for a while. But getting the offensive line in play, giving quarterbacks more time to decipher and dissect the defense is dangerous. If you really look back at your Tom Brady's, at your Peyton Manning's, one of the better things, that, especially Brady, one of the things that's always worked for him is having a dominant offensive line. Like, if you can recall, the only time that he even struggles somewhat is when people put their hands on him. Usually he's clean in the pocket. He's good to go. So Justin Fields, he'll rebound, and I'm sure we'll contact South Breeze. I would call him now and throw him on speakerphone to see if he – you know, had any observations or whatnot. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch the game because I was so heartbroken by Arizona beating the hell out of the Jaguars that I didn't get a chance to really, you know, watch the game. But so going to this uh, Migos and Quavo top five. All right, so we got Migos, Gucci, 2 Chains, Future Outcast. Outcast appeared to be something that he kind of struggled to put out because the um, whoever the host was actually had to mention them. So I don't even think that was somebody on his radar anyway. But to me, first and foremost, if you're giving your top five, like me, if I'm saying, hey, who are my top five podcast podcasters? I wouldn't say, oh, AC3 Savage. Like, of course, I'm going to think highly of myself, but give an honest critique. The Migos, I mean, you know, they, they're Atlanta legends, for sure. That's not hard to say. They're great. Like, like I love them. You know what I'm saying? They they have a bunch of hits. They're like a, a trio of Drake's damn near. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Migos hop on tracks, you know it's going to be whammed. But I wouldn't name myself in the top five uh, Atlanta rappers at the expense of certain people such as a Ludacris, a Jeezy, um, Ludacris, Jeezy, T.I., I mean, even Lil Baby, for instance. Like, honestly, 
even if you do current, I know Quavo and Lil Baby have a, a bit of an issue, but even if you do currently, there's no hotter rapper out than Lil Baby. Um, Young Thug is another one that I would probably include on my top five. Um, Gucci Mane, I mean, I understand I, I had private conversations with some people that were like, hey, well, you can only choose Gucci or Jeezy. I kind of feel like, I mean, Gucci has the longevity, which is cool. Bro, Jeezy was was fired like white hot when he was out 04, 05, well, probably 03, 04, 05, all the way about to about like the 10s. He was that dude for real. Like, I can't say he put Atlanta on the map because, of course, that would go to Outcast, And then maybe specifically Atlanta and trap music would be, of course, the king of trap music, T.I., but I just feel like it's a bit ridiculous and disrespectful. I understand we have our own opinions, but like for me personally, there was a time where there was there was not a hotter rapper, period, than T.I. Like T.I. will always get the spin in my CD player as a youngster. Like T.I. was very innovative. He can rap bar for bar with anybody. Like all of your favorites, if he's been on a track with them, he's wrecked it. How are you not including him in your top five? E- even currently, he still would be in your top five. Future, I get it. Future's great, and he does deserve to be in that spot. Like Future is like from a longevity standpoint. I'm not gonna give him for creativity because you know some of the stuff is kind of the same old song and dance. But Future, when I think of Atlanta rap, he's probably number one that I think about. Like Future is that dude. Like. For real. So, and you know what? Two Chains, Titty Boy. I like Titty Boy a lot. I like Two Chains a lot. I feel like Two Two Chains puts out a lot of great music. But top five all time over Ti, over Ludacris. I mean, are we not saying? Because I know Ludacris is not from Atlanta, but when I think of Atlanta, I think of Ludacris. You know. As he showed, as he showed in that versus battle, like he deserves his props. That dude, once again, same with Ti, he can rap with any of your favorites. He can spit lyrical, he can spit real, he can be funny. He got dance tracks like Ludacris is the total package. How can he be excluded? Outcast, I mean, that's a lock. Like if you're OG from the South, period, you already know how they rocking. Like it, it's not a better group duo. Um, I'd even put them if we're just going top rappers of all time as a group. I mean, with just the Grammy Awards alone and just the innovation that they provided to hip hop, like I would put Outcast pretty high up on my list of rappers, period. Like, I mean, there were some times I may have like I, I like I like as a duo, I do like UGK as well, but like I said, Out- Outcast hits for days, innovative. Um, some of the stuff that they're doing, we still don't see in hip hop. Like, I, I mean, sometimes I even sit alone in my room and I'm just like, yo, how are these two dudes still alive and not putting out product? Like, I really want to see an Outcast reunion album. I want to see at least an EP. And yes, Ludacris has been in Atlanta long enough to rep Atlanta for sure. Like he was, a, he was a DJ on the radio station. Like him not being in your top five is disrespectful to me. 
And Quavo's too old for this. Like, he's 30. You know better. Like, come on. I can see if you were naming, like, Raheem the Dream and Kilo Ali, but you were old enough to freaking know about your T.I.s, about your Ludacris, about those different artists. Like, you're just being disrespectful. He could have took his name off and put anybody else on. Um, I mean, like I said, I respect the 2 chains. If you want to go that route, like, he had some mixtapes when he was still Titty Boy, A1. Great albums. Um, he could spit too. I mean, if you like his style, he does his style very well. Like he he's went toe to toe with Wayne. Two chains, he gets my respect. Top five Atlanta, I don't know. Migos, same thing. Top five in Atlanta, I don't know. Gucci Mane, you're not even top five in the trap or rap because I kind of feel like with Gucci Mane, he like, and this is my opinion only. And you know, I feel like with Gucci. He puts out a ton of work. He puts out a ton of mid, too. Like, you could compress some of them projects, the, the 178 mixtapes that he has, pick the top songs off. He has classic albums, classic mixtapes. But, I mean, he's putting in the work. If you told me that was in your top five, I'd be cool with it. I'm not going to hate. But it's kind of like, who are you removing is my question. Like, Migos, Gucci, 2 Chainz, Future, Outkast. Outcast is a lock. Future is a lock for sure. Two chains, Gucci and Migos. I'm probably throwing Ludacris, Jeezy, and Ti on there because you know Ti is probably one of my favorite rappers of all time, uh, just toe to toe. And yeah, like I said, with Gucci, I mean I've I've been a Gucci fan for a long time. I remember when the beef was actually going on, and like you know, like I'm from Florida, so. People were like, oh, cut, that, cut that cheesy shit off, man. I don't want to hear that Gucci and blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about like Trap House Gucci. And, oh, man, Black Tea's okay, but I don't really like like that rock with Jeezy and blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, so I've been I've been with him. I have multiple Gucci albums. I mean, a lot of mixtapes uh, when that Piff was popping, when Your Bear Shares, when I think it was after, after Napster, but maybe LimeWire era. And stuff like that. Whole lot of mixtapes. Like I said, for me, he puts out a ton of work, kind of similar like a Tupac. Like Tupac was a workaholic. He get in the studio, and that's why he survived so long through that music because he was constantly working. That's the work ethic that G's, ah, not G's, that Gucci has. But some of the tracks are kind of redundant. Some of the subject matter is not all that. Um, he did kind of go forward with uh, switching up the style a little bit. He, he dipped his toe in with Mariah kind of on that pop vibe. And then he kind of just let it go. But he, he was straight on that. But like I said, I just feel like when I'm looking at it, I don't know if I would put Gucci in my top five out of Atlanta. And that's really just a testament to Atlanta. Like Atlanta really has a lot of dope artists a lot of dope styles and you know right now they they are the rap mecca like when you think of Atlanta you think of all the artists that should be in a person's top 15 that are from Atlanta or do or claim Atlanta like what can you say i mean you, you have a lot of artists here like i said even on the new tip Lil Baby's probably the hottest artist in the game. He was on CLB. He was on Donda. He's done other stuff with Drake. He's done stuff with everybody. Like he's he's a sought out commodity. Young Thug, another great artist. Like making such experimental styles that just 
they'll blow your mind. Like I, I listen to Hot all the time. Hot and Hot in the remix, and the song Ski. He's got a new song TikTok. Like that dude is constantly putting in work and remaining relevant. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's like at first I when I first heard him, I was like, man, this dude's kind of weird. But Lifestyle, that Rich Gang album, it was actually really good. Like I go back and to me, when you talk when you go when you talk about music, I'm all about what actually has replay value. Like some of the stuff, and I'll use Gucci for example, like um Drop Top Wop. It's a couple of songs that I like on it in the grand scheme of things. Do I go back to Drop Top Wop? Not really. Like, um, or the one, what was it, like Elgato or something like that, where he was like a big iceberg in the sea or whatever. I don't think I ever really go back to that. To me, the testament of a great artist and great quality work is the ability to go back and it still vibes. Rich Gang, that first CD with Lifestyle, with Milk Marie, with um, Flavor. I, Flavor is a beautiful song. Like you know, it's it's one of the rare occurrences that Birdman is is not even skippable on that. It's such a great song. That Rich Game mixtape, A one, Barter Six, great. Like this dude, he, even Jeffrey. Like at first, I was like, man, this stuff is really weird. Why is this guy wearing this purple dress? Like, who is he, Prince? Like, what the hell is going on? R.I.P. to Prince, because I know you niggas probably hopped down my throat. But I was like, what is going on with this nigga? Like, but then when I really kind of just peeled the layers of the onion back and I look at just how dynamic this guy is as an artist, I was like, man, you know, Thug is that dude for real. And that's why I made the statement about Wayne that one time, because, you know, personal opinion, I'm not going to get into the Wayne and Thug debate by myself because it's just me. But I really feel like that dude is that dude, like Young Thug. He's got a lot, man. But anyway, so uh, wrapping things up, I don't think I have much more to talk about. Um, so shout outs. I definitely want to give a shout out to King Quest, uh, that Georgia boy or that GA boy for uh, keeping it live and direct in the chat. Uh, shout out to the homie uh, South Breeze for putting this all together. Shout out to, excuse me, El Chapa. Holding it down. She'll be back soon. Uh, shout out to Marcus Sniffles. Um, like I said, he'll be back with a fresh new report from uh, the J. Cole concert. Uh, I'm not sure why he even went there, and he always caps like he doesn't like J. Cole. That nigga really likes J. Cole. But shout out to them. Shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us from day one. Shout out to uh, the DBNR report. Uh, just shout out to everybody that, that, that deals with us. Shout out to the whole Atlanta Falcons. Uh, community, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's it. So I am AC3 Savage, aka the Tech Messiah. Thank y'all for having me on, and I'm out.